Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Apprentice Talks. My name is Sam. And my name is Katie. And Apprentice Talks is a podcast made to educate, inform and give insight to what we what we like to be an apprentice and juggle multiple worlds. We're here today with Maya, a level six, seven solicitor apprentice working at DAC Beechcroft, and Emma, digital tech and technology solutions degree apprentice and apprentice software engineer at Tales. Today's episode will look at the careers you can break into as an apprentice with the aim of highlighting some careers you wouldn't think of. So, Maya, coming to you first, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your apprenticeship programme as well as your role and degree? Hi, yeah, of course. So my name's Maya. I am a level seven, as you said, Katie, solicitor apprentice at law firm DAC Beechcroft. Um, I'm based in Bristol at the moment. Um, basically, I completed the two-year paralegal apprenticeship and qualified as a paralegal at the age of 20. I then carried on to progress on to the level seven solicitor apprenticeship. Uh, that was an additional five years and I'm just entering my second year now. Um, so at the end of my apprenticeship, I qualify as a solicitor as well as um, gaining an LLB honours at the end of completion. Amazing. That sounds awesome. And Emma, could you tell us a bit more about yourself and your apprenticeship? Yeah, of course. So I'm Emma Nolan and I'm doing, like you said, the Digital and Technology Solutions, specialising in software engineering level six degree apprenticeship. Um, I'm working at TALIS in defence and I go to university at Manchester Metropolitan. Um, so I'm just about to start my third year in my apprenticeship and it's a four year course. And at the end of it, I'll graduate uh, with a degree and have the level six apprenticeship achievement as well. Amazing. Um, so just to give our listeners a bit of a better idea about what you guys do, um, starting with you, Maya, could you just describe like what a typical day in your role would look like? Yeah, of course. So currently I'm sat in civil litigation and dispute resolution. Um, I quite enjoy my role so much be- because it, there's no typical day, really. Um, everything I do is so varied, which I love. Um, Some typical tasks involve um, speaking to witnesses, drafting witness statements, um, reviewing statements of case, speaking to barristers, going to trial, going to hearings. There's so much that I do. um, But yeah, that's that's the basics and a couple of um, example tasks thrown in. Amazing. And what about you, Emma? What does a typical day in your role look like? You said you work in defence. Yeah. I think, well, in comparison to that, I sound pretty boring, but uh, typical software engineer, <laughs> I sit and code at my computer, but we do have lots of, it's not just sitting on your own, you do have to do a lot of teamwork, a lot of solving issues together and stuff. What, um, what, does, Talis, what, does, what does Talis do, like, um, if you could just explain that, because it sounds interesting. Yeah, so Talis actually works in five different business units, so defence is just one of them, um, and we do lots under defence, but I come under underwater systems, so I work on submarine sonars, so that's wow. like how submarines hear things under the sea, basically. Wow, that's so interesting. How can <laughs> you say that's not interesting? That is so cool. <laughs> I guess um, that's very cool. Like that <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever got to go on one before? I have, I have been on a submarine. I went on... Um, that's pretty cool. <laughs> courageous, which has been turned into like a museum and it's in the port in Portsmouth. So, wow. so um, Maya, could you talk to us a bit more about the actual journey towards your apprenticeship, looking at like how school and like what I guess what led you towards that apprenticeship role and how your school supported or didn't support you? 
Yeah, so I always kind of had my heart set on law and I never really knew that there was an alternative to the traditional university route um, until I think I received an email from my tutor basically just letting me know that there was an apprenticeship vacancy and this was the first I'd heard of it. So I kind of read through this job spec and for me it was just an absolute no-brainer. I was you know an apprenticeship offers you the chance to get a degree as well as earn a salary and have absolutely no student debt um Mm. so for me I knew that's exactly what I wanted to do um in terms of the support I got unfortunately I hardly got absolutely any support whatsoever um and I feel like that's kind of why I'm so passionate about uh, raising apprenticeship awareness now um I got no support Mm. from um the college that I went to I had to do all my own independent research um and they just I think this is the case with most apprentices really is that they had no support in terms of their application and it was all just about you know university and applying to university really yeah I think that's something that Sam and I can resonate with as well like our schools pushed us towards um university and getting the stats up for the school but you know exactly they they d- don't really see the value of of what an apprenticeship can do for someone what about you emma um, yeah, was, I definitely school? I definitely feel like that the same way um because I was kind of getting good grades as well it was like oh no you should be going to university and I really had to explain like I wanted work experience and I was still going to be going to a university and getting a degree qualification but it was just a different way of doing it yeah exactly and I guess you've you've got to do what's right for you at the end of the day you know university is perfect for some people but not for others um, yeah definitely so I guess Emma, coming to you first, other than going on a submarine, um, what is the coolest thing you've been able to do as a software engineer? I mean, I don't think anything comes close to a submarine trip, not going to lie. <laughs> um, I did get an award a couple of years ago, um, and I got to go to the IET building in London because I'm from based in Manchester. Amazing. Um, so I got to have a fancy free course meal with free wine and stuff. That was pretty good. <laughs> What, what is the IET? Uh, the IET is, is the Institution of Engineering and Technology. So, because engineers oh, okay. like aren't seen as like um like a chartered profession, I guess in the UK, that's their kind of institution does it for you. Amazing! And what was the award? Um, it was a Brightbox Award for the top thirty young electronics engineers in the UK. Amazing! Congratulations. Um, what about you, uh, Maya? Is there any sort of cool things you've been able to do um, as a solicitor? Um, I think, to be honest, the fact that I'm an apprentice within law just opens up so many opportunities. So I've done. I'm quite lucky to have you know experienced so much and done so many cool things. But I think the top one for me would be um right at the very start actually of my apprenticeship I was asked by a partner to attend um what's called what's called a search and seize order um and it's basically the most draconian order that um a court can award and it's basically where um without the potential defendant knowing you are allowed to um search their property enter and search their property um the idea being that if they knew that (laughs) there was a claim being brought against them then they would destroy evidence so um, we actually had to go to this guy's house um, who was who they thought was um, conducting fraud and basically knock on his door at 6am and say, yeah, we have to come in and search a property, which is pretty, pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> it's also scary. <laughs> and that was right at the start of your apprenticeship. Yeah, I think I was. Yeah, like, they, 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 yeah, they put you right they into it. really did. I think I was like 18 or 19. <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> I think that just goes to show, though, that apprentices, they don't do 
you know, you're not doing the menial jobs like making tea and coffee and photocopying. Like, yeah, that's yeah, just you're in the field. straight from the start. <laughs> you you had to do a search and seize order. So, yeah, that's amazing. Was it successful? Did you have no, to call no, back up? No, it was successful. But do you know what? We can call back up. If they don't answer the door, you can call the police and then the police will have to bash down their door. But luckily, we didn't have to do that. I think that was enough action for one day. I couldn't have handled anything more. <laughs> <laughs> Going to you, Emma... Prior to your apprenticeship, were you aware of any apprenticeship schemes? And if so, what industries were these in? I feel like I wasn't really aware of anything because, like like I said, there wasn't really much support from school. And so I really struggled, actually, at the beginning to look into apprenticeships. And I started looking on the government website, but there was nothing. I knew I wanted to go into coding, so I was searching, like, programmer and software, but the right thing wasn't really coming up. Mm. And it ended up being... Um, a guy in like the year above me at college was like, oh, I'm doing an MMU degree apprenticeship. And that's when I kind of got into it then. Amazing. Mm. I think it's pretty, I think he could probably like confirm this. Like, honestly, most people that we speak to when it comes to like, obviously prior to apprenticeship and like being able to learn about different opportunities like everyone has similar stories with their schools not really being supportive enough and having to basically do most of the work themselves and if you wasn't you're like personally if you wasn't like you know motivated to you know look for something that and accept that you know this is you want to take a different journey from everyone else like you would some some people who don't have that I guess that's that ability and that confidence may may never be able to like you know know that apprenticeship is what's right for them and, and feel confident to, to know to yeah to to do that because their schools aren't supporting or the people around them don't know much. Absolutely. Do you lot feel like hundred percent? That's similar to other people. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of it's kind of a sad common denominator, but like you said, it's, a lot of people might be missing out if you don't have the initiative. And if you don't have that drive to kind of do your own independent research, then it's not, you know, that information is not really given to you, which it should be, in my opinion. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think mm. I think from, you know, we're all sort of, Emma, you said, you know, you're in your third year and, and Maya, you, you're in your second year of, of this apprenticeship. I think, you know, back when we were applying, there was a lot less information and now there is a lot more, but there's still not as much as university. Yeah. Um, so there's still a long way to go. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's still like, like, it's still seen as like a backup mm. more than like a, like a on, on par alternative. I feel yeah. so, yeah, it's, it's like, if you, yeah, if you don't get into uni, then this is your, this is your path. But when it's really, it should be like, I can choose this or that. And they're both, yeah, it depends on, yeah, what I want to do, but they're both as important and they can both get me to place. Yeah, exactly. to get to. And a lot of the times you find an apprenticeship actually takes you further than if you were to go to university. Yeah, or, or at yeah, least exactly. speeds it up um, mm-hmm. 100%. So um, I guess that kind of brings us on to another kind of um, myth around apprenticeships, which is that compared to university, you don't, you know, at university you get to get involved in societies and you get to get involved in loads of extra stuff that you want. And and there's a common myth that with apprenticeships, all you do is work and study and you don't get to get involved in anything else. Um, and we as apprentices know that's not true. So um, I guess, Emma, if we start with you, um, on top of your apprenticeship, what sort of things have you been able to get involved in that you might not have been able to if it hadn't been for the apprenticeship? 
Yeah, so I'd love to get involved in a lot of the women in engineering or women in digital schemes. Um, and I guess it, it doesn't sound the same as a university society, but you still get to meet with like so many different people and there's still loads of events to go to. And there's loads of social events in work and stuff as well. Like I'm in like a climbing group, so we go bouldering and stuff. Amazing. What about yeah. um, the Greater Manchester uh, Apprenticeship Ambassador Programme? Yeah, so that is like... Um, so like you say, it's, a, it's based in Greater Manchester and it's kind of apprentices going around to schools, uh, talking about their apprenticeship, um, going into careers fairs and having a stall. Again, it's like you get to meet all the other apprentice ambassadors and have social events and stuff there too. Amazing. And um, Maya, you have um, an Instagram account, don't you? Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? I do, yeah. Thanks for giving me a little plug there. <laughs> um, my Instagram is at my legal career, and I basically made it just because, exactly like we touched on earlier, um, I had no information when I was applying, and I know that the information that I'm providing now would have really benefited me. Um, so that's something, you know, having that insight is something that I'm able to give now that I've kind of, you know, gone got three years in my belt. Um, I'm still, you know, on my journey, but it's nice to be able to share that. Um, in terms of like being an apprentice and getting involved in things that you you know wouldn't have the opportunity to, I am involved in the BACB Women's Plus Committee. Um, and last, actually this March, I had the opportunity to organise and um, attend and host our International Women's Day celebration. So we held an internal event all um, based around like unconscious bias. Um, and that was something that was really you know great to be involved in it taught me a lot and it's something that you know you don't really get the chance to become a part of if you're not you know within a, the corporate world um yeah. and you're not with an employer so that was pretty cool um also in terms of like the social side of things that was something that worried me about an apprenticeship but our firm has a social committee and I imagine quite a lot of employers do quite a lot of large employers anyway um, and there's always things going on. We're always, obviously, you know, not in life COVID, but we're usually organising events all the time. There's like wine tasting and they hire out cinemas. We have games nights. Like there's so much going on. So um, for any potential um, or any aspiring apprentices, don't worry too much about the social side of things because there is still a social life, albeit it's slightly different, but it's still there. 100%. Um... And I think, yeah. yeah, that's something as well that, you know, you'll get to experience, especially if you do a degree um, or even if you're not doing a degree, you get to meet other apprentices at your training provider who yeah. um, are, have similar interests to you as well. So yeah. there's a social element there as well as a fantastic networking opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And so looking at in terms of... Get, another kind of myth kind of bus which is looking at the fact that a lot of individuals feel like apprentices don't impact their firms or not able to create any impact could you guys touch on some of the any particular projects um or successes that you've had at work that you're particularly that you're really proud of um i'll start um, with you may ask that actually today i literally just wrote a post on my instagram about this today i uh, <laughs> was asked to draft a letter of response to um, someone who's threatening to bring a claim against our client um, and I was basically you know I drafted it from scratch and I had to basically tear apart their potential claim and explain why it wouldn't work um, so it, was, it ended up being yeah. um, seven pages long and I did that all by myself it's wow. a long letter so I'm actually quite proud of it because it's really substantial to the process of litigation 
And so basically it was reviewed mm. by an associate this afternoon and sent off to the client for um, approval. But it's just a, something quite small um, in terms of litigation as a whole that has such a big impact. Um, it's literally the client's response to a potential claim. So that was quite cool. Amazing. And, you know, you're getting involved in these projects and they're trusting you to do that as well. So Exactly. Um, yes that's a big responsibility the fact that it happened actually. today as well that's just yeah that's exactly. just awesome yeah um what about you emma i feel like up till now i've kind of been doing like learning our current systems and adding bits to it so obviously i've made an impact in that sense um but in our third year of our degree we actually get to do like our own project and kind of take charge so my project's going to be about um improving the old legacy systems and kind of modernizing them and making them nice and i think that's when i'll be able to really make an impact on the business properly amazing um and i think that's another important point you've picked up there about the fact that you might be listening to this thinking, how do you, you know, do a degree and a full-time job all at once? And mm-hmm. it's not easy, but, you know, you do get to do these projects that link the two together. And I think that's how you really sort of deepen your learning and, and understanding yeah. as well. So um, that's all. Awesome. Yeah. I was just going to say, it's all about kind of like learning the academic side of it, but then being an apprentice means you get to see it in action. So it kind of consolidates your learning way more. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And then final question for you both. Um, so if you were to sort of meet a version of yourself, um, however many years ago you were applying for your apprenticeship, what one piece of advice would you give um, to help your success through your journey? Maya, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, I would say a couple of things, but I think if I had to choose one, I'd probably say don't be so hard on yourself um, because entering the workplace at the age of 18 is actually quite a big thing and not a lot of people do it. Um, mm-hmm. So be patient. You're going to learn a lot along your way. Um, but give yourself some credit for, you know, taking up an apprenticeship and actually entering the workplace at such a young age. That's great advice. What about you, Emma? I think I'd tell myself to just slow down and, like, talk to people around me and look around everywhere because I feel like when I was looking on the government website I was so panicked that I couldn't find like what I was looking for in my head but that website changes so often and so frequently and like I said I found out through just talking to someone in the year above me at college and if I'd have just maybe made more use of more resources it just would have been easier and would have been a bit calmer yeah yeah just try not to be frantic because I think it can be very easy to think oh I want to do an apprenticeship so I'll just apply to everything. But, you know, it's better to, you know, find one that really suits you and pick one that's right for you as much as, you know, as much as you want to do the apprenticeship. Yeah, because yeah, um, I feel like because everyone else is applying to uni around you and stuff, they're just doing it on Newcastle so and there's set time frames. But it's just not like that for apprenticeships. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, and that yeah. can be daunting in itself. It's based... hmm. Yeah, exactly. But like it gives you a more realistic view of like how the world of what works because it's based off like a company's recruitment period. So like from a very age, like you're actually learning so much more about the you know the quote unquote real world. So I feel like inevitably, like something I'll I'll say you'll see is that you just you naturally just Absolutely. mature a bit quicker yeah. than some yeah. of your peers <laughs> because well, like that can be hard. That you have to you have to. Yeah, exactly. And something you have to do to... Because you're, you're not going to be... Unlike university, you're not going to be around people your age every single time. Like, you're, you're legit going to be around people who are... You've been working for the same yeah. amount of time you've been alive. <laughs> so, so, 
so yeah, so you just have to yeah, in order for you to yeah to to get the most out of it, but also for you to be successful within the scheme, yeah, you, you're gonna have to just accept and and, and yeah, want to learn, mm-hmm. but yeah take things a bit more seriously doesn't mean you can't have fun but just take things a bit yeah, more seriously yeah 100% um, so I'd just like to say on behalf of myself Sam and uh, the rest of the Apprentice Talks team thank you so much uh, Mayo and Emma for featuring today um, it's been such a pleasure to hear all about your amazing experiences and, and your careers especially in law and uh, software engineering I think they're two really different but also really interesting careers that perhaps you might not think that apprenticeships exist in um, so if you're mm-hmm. sort of interested in those, um, the girls are going to spell out their names for us um, so they can sh- that, so that you can connect with them on LinkedIn. Um, so, Maya, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, my name is Maya Crockford. So it's M-A-I-A-C-R-O-C-K-F-O-R-D. Um, and just to say a big thanks to you guys as well. I really support Apprentice Thoughts and I love everything you stand for. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Maya. And what about you, you, Emma? Thank you. Yes, so Emma Nolan, E-M-M-A-N-O-L-A-N. And yeah, thank you as well for having me on and inviting me on to come in. No worries, you guys have, yeah, have been amazing. And I hope those listening have been able to take something valuable. I'm sure you have. Be sure to um, follow Apprentice Talks on Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn at Apprentice Talks to keep up to date with what we do and listen to when our new episodes come out and we hope to find you at our next episode thank Thank you for listening